Sorry, I have bad asshole disorder. <laughs> What's going on the Twitter? <laughs> Toby has bad asshole disorder. These roomies do their research, but they are not experts, so it's best not to hold any fumbles, foibles, or fallacies against them. They're just here to have fun and empty their brains of any occupying thoughts. Okay, so today is a little special because I got a Father's Day present from Jesse, and it's a new dad joke book, and it's Dad Jokes Hall of Shame by Andy Harold of How to Be a Dad. So our first joke from a brand new book, knock, knock. Who's Who's there? there? Control Freak. Okay, so now you say control freak. (laughs) That was such a good delivery. I appreciate you. Welcome back to Occupied Thoughts. I am one of your hosts, Toby. I use he, him pronouns, and I am Finn the Human. I'm Jesse, another host, they, them pronouns, and I'm also Marceline, the Vampire Queen. And I'm Rhonda, your final host and Princess Bubblegum of Ooh. Hell yeah. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different than we had in the past. Um, it'll be our first of possibly others, but at least our first of a like two-parter episode. And maybe our very first episode should have been a two-parter because, fun fact, I cut out like half of it because mm-hmm. I had like 10 pages of notes originally. I just want to interject. When we first recorded that, I'm like, Jesse, I cannot sit for a long period of time. And they promised it would only be an hour. I think we sat there for like three. I also like to mention and interject that Rhonda has said this exact same thing like so many times. Also, we talked about making that a two-parter episode. You're like, no, fuck that. We're gonna, I'm gonna condense it as much as possible. I know. We, I can't remember if we talked about that one. I feel like we've had other ones. We kind of talked about breaking in half, and I was like, no, it doesn't make sense. Like, I want if it's gonna be a broken in half episode, I'd like to warn people ahead of time and like go into the episode knowing. Like, you can break up episodes and do it that way, but then I'd have to, like, go in and then record, like, and this is where we ended the episode or something. It's just we wouldn't be, like, prepared for it, so. I feel like every episode that Jesse is in charge of is going to be a two-parter episode because Jesse doesn't know Fuck how to you, have condensed Toby. notes. <laughs> Listen, you. I have two notes on my page for my con- like my thing, and then we're done. <laughs> That's it. I feel like between the three of us, we span the entire spectrum of occupied thoughts. Like, Literally. over-occupied the right amount of occupied and then under occupied. I knew you were gonna say the right amount. Like, oh, okay, Rhonda. So fucking full of yourself. Okay, my thoughts are occupied. Like yeah, right. <laughs> this one's just right. <laughs> so my thoughts are occupied. They're just not conducive to uh, episode <laughs> um, His, topics. He, he's the type of over occupied thoughts that it's just like like everything is happening like, mm-hmm. all at once. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm the type. <laughs> I'm the type where, like, my thoughts are just, like, on this one thing for, like, a day, and then, like, I move on to the next thing, but oftentimes it's, like, one thing. Anyway, all of this feels very much like a good segue into today's topic and, like, the first half of our two episodes, so I will be leading these two episodes, and we'll be talking about ADHD. Woo! Fun times. Um, so in this first part, I'm going to be focusing on uh, my journey to trying to get a diagnosis and like getting a diagnosis, but I'll touch more kind of on the actual getting to that part in part two. Um, I'm also going to talk about some fun like stereotypes and myths. I'm going to give a little brief history because I just think that's cool and I'm going to try not to be really long and boring about it. 
And then um, speaking of really long and boring, I'm also going to do the kind of DSM-5 like criteria, just to give you that idea of like, this is what a psychiatrist, yeah, a psychiatrist would like use to, well, this is what they're supposed to use to diagnose folks. I have opinions about that. I will probably share some of them in my second part where I talk <laughs> about my journey to diagnosis. Honestly, we could probably have just an entire episode about opinions of the DSM-5. That's true. That would actually be, we might do. If I could fight a book. <laughs> literally. But like we might like, um, I think I have friends who are like psychology majors and such. So like we could probably get one of them in that have done a little more like delving into that. So we could all talk about our wanting to fight a book. Um, yeah, so those are going to be kind of the, the main parts of this episode, and then I will go over what's going to be a next episode towards the end. But to get us started, I'm going to give a disclaimer. So speaking of, like, friends who are, like, psychologists or psychiatrists, whatever, I am not a psychologist. Uh, I got a minor in psychology, so, like, a li- little bit of expertise it's been a bit sprinkling a little sprinkle right um but like i am not licensed to diagnose and uh definitely not an expert in the field so i've just done a lot of research over the years because this is like uh like about me like it so pertains to me and i um can't shut up about the fact that i have adhd i'm sure there's memes about that like i think of the whole like you'll know someone's vegan because they'll tell you within like five minutes of me i kind of feel like that sometimes with myself i need you to know i'm making a mental catalog of like now what to photoshop your face on of memes amazing that will be our instagram post (laughs) perfect i love it um but yeah so i'm just like wanting to talk about it because i like to do that and also trying to like, help other folks who are like me, like maybe in the middle of their journey that I went through. And they're like, oh, shit, like maybe that is about me. Um, so, yeah, we'll talk talk a little bit more in that. But all right. So before we delve into my like journey, how I got there, um, just so that we're all on the same page, um, ADHD is a mental disorder. Even though it sounds weird to call it that, um, I'm pretty sure that's what it'd be classified as. And it stands for Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. So uh, roommates and I just went, well, I just went through a crisis with my roommates of forgetting what it stood for. So there we are. We all know it. It is out in the airwaves. That is what ADHD means. We'll go into further of like... You can't change it. Like, no one's allowed to change what right. it stands for anymore because we've put it out into the universe. Let's say, Not yes. allowed to change. We no are, We are the... Um, We're in charge. Authority. <laughs> we are the authority on this. Anyway, um, it's funny that you mentioned that. We'll get into a little history of, like, what it's kind of been before it was ADHD. Ooh. So that'll be a little bit later. Okay, so what has brought me to this point um i am very fortunate i recently was finally able to receive an adhd diagnosis um just shy of my 28th birthday about a month before i got it and then like i think like almost like on no right after no it was a month before a little bit after i started like taking meds and stuff so like through my birthday i was able to be taking them things like that it was fun fun times ADHD is most commonly diagnosed in children and can be um, actually really difficult to receive a diagnosis of as an adult. Um, And we'll dive further into that, but um, the 
short and sweet of it is that oftentimes folks who are like older have learned to cope with a lot of their like symptoms and like struggles and things like that so it can be really hard to like detect if you aren't like if it's not like you know mentioned to you like hey I think this could be you or if you don't like happen upon different things and make that like connection so um, oftentimes if you're not like seeking like help or treatment or what have you it can just like you just like don't realize and you're like yeah everyone has this like problem everyone deals with this and folks are like no not quite and it's like oh shit what it can also be like very harmful if you don't realize that you have it because mm-hmm. you're just like why is everyone else so well adjusted to life Literally. and i'm fucking struggling yeah it's like why is this so hard for me why am i exhausted after right. a day of work right. and they're like, like i should be better but it's like yeah no, baby, your brain's fucked up <laughs> yeah no right like you know no 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 hun <laughs> Like, we can fix it. It's a brain thing. Yeah. Well, kind of. Well, we can, like, adjust like, it or fix, whatever. Not, fix, but, like, yeah. <laughs> well, like, we can help you. <laughs> That's the word. Right. <laughs> With ADHD, as I said, mostly com- most commonly diagnosed in ch- children, it has to be, like, present from childhood. And so um, once I started, like, really thinking about, like, oh, shit, I might have this, I thought back to when I was young and, like, yeah, it absolutely was present. I was super hyperactive. I, um... Until until society was like, no, fuck you, you're AFAB, like, <laughs> shut up. I was, like, super loud, super talkative, like, super easily distractible. I, like, after thinking about it more, I remember, like, just, like, I would just wander away from my mother because I'd be distracted by something. And my mom would always be like, stop. Like, she'd always be so upset because I literally just, like, wander off because something, like, caught my attention. And, like, I had, it was like, oh, I knew where I was, like, mom why didn't you know where I was like what's the problem here that is why I had to be put on a leash as a child <laughs> that's so funny my mom like didn't believe or not like believe in that but that's not well, her thing Lydia was like a baby oh and, like, sure. it was like my mom like wrangling a baby and a toddler and, like mm-hmm. one of us had to be on a leash and it was not gonna be the baby <laughs> makes sense I mean you might know <laughs> but um yeah no like it was just me as a, a little kid so my mom generally had a better handle of me um and then also like she has always been in like education and stuff so oftentimes was in situations where like other folks could help like watch me as I wandered away and it's like oh Jesse's going over there are they supposed to (laughs) maybe not but um yeah I know like as when I was younger I was originally um thought to be learning disabled because I just didn't want to read didn't like reading because it didn't interest me I hadn't found anything that interests me yet um, but I was like considered like a smart kid. Like my um, like learning level was a lot higher than my reading level, and so they're like, "Oh no, must be learning disabled." And then like come a year later, um, I don't remember why, but they um, did an IQ test. Basically, they did like a gifted test and IQ, and they're like, "Oh snap! Like this kid has a real high IQ. Why aren't they gifted?" And my mom's like, "Cause last year you thought they were learning disabled," and they're like, "Oh shit." Um, literally like so much but uh, I know like going through elementary um, having the gifted program I'm sure helped me a lot with like not being more disruptive and like defiant because that's very commonly seen in kids with ADHD Um, I was defiant outside of school probably more than I was really inside of school because I also was terrified of authority figures so lots of fun things yeah so I feel like having the gifted program in um elementary probably saved me from being more of a like defiant kid because that's really common in children with ADHD that they're more like um rowdy and defiant and um oftentimes not even like necessarily meaning to be like 
um, oppositional, but it's just that extra energy and like the opinions and talking and like not realizing that they maybe shouldn't always be talking in situations or not always listening to other people. So I think listening is a big thing, not listening to when other people are talking or not being able to totally process what has been told them, especially if there's lots of fun steps to it. Um, my mom is a counselor. Um, she's a counselor at my um, elementary school and uh, I know my mom has always like enjoyed working with um, the like bad kids the defiant kids the whatever um, she's always had a really like good way with them like knowing like their psychology how they work knowing mm-hmm. how to like best work with them and so like, I feel like that lended itself to like not seeing like my like behavior and what I did as like a bad thing which it's not but like not seeing it as um out of the ordinary Mm -hmm. I also know that like my mom and I are super super similar so like growing up if stuff would happen it'd be like oh like my mom would be like yep that's what I do so that's nothing wrong there nothing weird there Mm -hmm. um because we've had that conversation like recently just like my mom's like I don't think I ever like noticed it in you just because like Mm-hmm. she didn't notice it in herself either because um like she has also been diagnosed mm-hmm. with adhd uh before me i'm not salty about it it's fine i eventually got the diagnosis and that all that mattered because <laughs> for a second i was like how dare you you go to a single doctor one time and they're like yeah okay here's some meds and i'm like what <laughs> anyway i honestly feel like it's definitely because of like your age <laughs> well or, like why they wouldn't well actually on the flip side I had once I finally got an assessment and got diagnosed it was easier because when my mom went they're just like well why do you want it at your age you know you've had it you know you you have this since childhood my mom's like bitch yeah I do know that like (laughs) excuse me (laughs) but anyway now is when I would like to be medicated please (laughs) yeah she's like you know yeah I have been dealing with this all my life like here are the reasons like different things so yeah um I might get more into like my mom's journey a little bit Mm -hmm. and when I talk about um probably like like diagnoses and stuff so during elementary school um probably showed like signs of it but not really like noticed by folks because like the folks that probably would have really noticed it were mostly my mom and other people um also I um something I just thought of like I feel like the elementary school that I went to probably was pretty conducive to like my learning styles and such because I went to a um a French immersion school so I was learning French and English at the same time mostly French I didn't learn as much about English I realized that much later on that I learned way more grammar in French than I did in English until like high like middle and high school but anyway still don't know all the English words for like verb stuff <laughs> sometimes I'm just like mm, I remember the French for, French term for that um but yeah, so I think like some of those things led to uh, between like the gifted school, um, having things uh, occupying my interest, like having like learning French, um, finally finding a book series I really liked and kind of getting into at least like some somewhat with reading, um, like things like that helped. And then going into uh, middle school, middle school is awful for everyone. I haven't found a single person who had a, just like a hunky dory middle school. It's terrible. Um, and then high school was, um, okay. Academics were really easy for me in high school. Part of that was like, I, we just didn't give, get homework. We just did mm-hmm. stuff mostly in, in class. So I didn't have to like go home. Cause if I did have to work on stuff at home, it wouldn't happen usually. Um, so if I couldn't do it in class, like it likely wouldn't get done. So we didn't get a lot of homework, which was helpful. 
um maybe not like actually helpful but like it made in the it easier. long run <laughs> well, well <laughs> it made it easier to coast by in in yeah, high school no, yeah right like i definitely struggled with certain things in high school because mm-hmm. they did not teach me how to do certain like i still don't know how notes work or outlines or whatever oh, sure. they did not teach me how to do that and by the time i needed it it was a little too late right also, uh, you said middle school, like, no, you can't, I did not take seventh grade. I just need that to be out, put out there. I did not do seventh grade. I started seventh grade online and then I got kicked out of all of my courses and I didn't take seventh grade. I and just then kind just of like, went to eighth grade. Well, let's just, well, that's okay. That's a whole other thing of just like that just happening to kids in elementary school. You would just like, you would well, do a, uh, you would do a grade and you'd probably technically would have failed it if it were any other like type of your life and then just be like whoop on to second grade <laughs> like on to third yeah no like, uh, it's because my we parents learn stuff stuck me undiagnosed with every disease <laughs> like mental disorder put me in a room by myself with a computer and internet access for eight hours and expected me to do my schoolwork. oh yeah no absolutely not so during high school um stuff was i pretty easy i feel like um i skated by it yeah didn't have to do a lot of like work per se to get decent grades um so like that was like fine I did fine and I feel like that's a very also like we talk about like I'm talking about ADHD that is the topic but I feel like also a lot of this is just like goes into like gifted kid burnout and like gifted kid problems but fun times um so college college happened and that's where I discovered anxiety (laughs) boy oh boy <laughs> yep super fun you know you go to college to like learn about yourself discover yourself and you don't necessarily want to come out of it with a mental illness but you know sometimes that's just how it be I like sophomore year something just like turned off in my brain I don't want to say like clicked like because it was a bad click it was like a, something just like disconnected or something whatever because I don't think I had a lot of trouble with anxiety like I know I had some I know like I did because like when I was a little kid I know I was like super outgoing so like mm-hmm. did not care about anything whatever oh, yeah, same. yeah like super super outgoing and um uh extroverted and then come like between like a little bit in high school I just like didn't like anyone so mm-hmm. I didn't talk to much people I had my little like group whatever but then really in college like I realized how like introvert I'd gotten and I like did come out of my shell and did like you know I'm a lot of what I am now mm-hmm. like did happen in college but yeah I mean like going into college like I realized um how much I didn't know how much wasn't actually taught to me um how many trouble how many like issues and stuff and like problems I had with like doing work and staying on task and keeping up with things um I was really bad about like over committing and then as bad as it probably is like school was never a priority largely I went to college for the experience not necessarily for the degree which is maybe not great but like I learned a lot like still um a decent amount of it was practical so I did theater um and a lot of stuff I learned was like in the shop in the theater doing stuff like that versus like in classes but Mm -hmm. anyway um started to see a lot of my like issues or struggles in college and then um I still like I know like when I was in college I did kind of like contemplate ADHD I know I started being a therapist in college and um come 
probably towards the end of it I was kind of like well maybe I'll like look into like how might I be assessed or see if I maybe have this and I don't remember I had like emailed a dean or someone and it was just like hey what would I do for this and they just sent me like a you would do this kind of testing and it's super expensive and I was like oh cool so that means I just won't do that I guess I'll just like pretend that never existed um I don't even think I ever even really talked to my mom about it so I got through college, managed to graduate by some divine intervention, I swear. Um, that's probably not totally true. Like, I wasn't that bad. But I do know that me and a friend were staying up, like, nights on end, like, trying to get stuff done. And just, like, we just got to pass, man. C's get degrees. We just got to pass these classes. <laughs> like, please just give us passing grades. But anyway. Um, so... I graduate. I go into, quote unquote, the real world. I manage to fairly quickly, I feel like, get my uh, first like full time, like real job. Um, And like through that, um, I started again, like maybe started a little bit like like thinking about some stuff, whatever. Um, I had my first basically two like full-time jobs and a lot of I think the reason that I had so much trouble with them and just didn't last there for one reason or other. The first job I um, like quit because I couldn't deal with the management style and a boss that was like so ADHD and like essentially used it as a um, excuse he's like he wouldn't I don't think he would ever necessarily say like I'm ADHD so this but like all of his traits were like super ADHD and yeah he just used it as an excuse as a reason to like treat people poorly or do stuff whatever and not try to like better himself or whatever um and then my second job I got fired for essentially like having ADHD because I um the biggest reason I ended up like they officially fired me was because I was like late too often and years later I realized that that is a huge like symptom of ADHD like time blindness like I could I could start getting ready hours ahead of time and I would still manage to be late and I'm just like what is wrong with me and the like the thing whenever I would have the conversations of like you've got to you know like be on time and stuff it's like we'll leave earlier and I'm sitting there like dying inside like I do I get up earlier I try and I still get here a minute late and I get a point for it and then I get to 36 and I'm and even after working there for over a year and I think being a good employee they're like oh sorry like okay that's mm-hmm. fine I guess fuck you I showed up to work like 20 minutes early because I left uh the house too early because I was like I have to be there on time I don't want to <laughs> be late I want Rhonda to be able to go home uh, and I was like fuck <laughs> why am I why am I arriving at this time I know and it's like I don't know it's one of those things too of like sometimes I'll like managed to get out like early enough but I also like I don't know I also hate getting there too early mm-hmm. like that's another issue I have oh, I feel like so uh anxious like I, I I always want to arrive at least 10 minutes early to things but any more than that makes me feel like I'm overcompensating I right guess, and that people think it's weird <laughs> yeah yeah like I have similar anxieties about stuff like getting there too early mm-hmm. and it depends on what it is like Barnes and Noble my former part-time job I could get there early and like wander around the store and that's not a big deal or I would be able to get there early and like get mm-hmm. drinks and stuff almost never get there early uh luckily they're a little more flexible that has been in my like, reviews several times it's just like this is something you could work on mostly you're real good but like you know you could be on time more often and I'm like you're correct 
<laughs> it's like yes you're not, we'll not wrong. Fix this. <laughs> uh, trying to but like oh i don't know but anyway um so my most recent job is where i think i had like the most struggles actually even though it was a job that i have loved and um just like ended like the program it, i it like ended on like good terms kind of thing like i didn't leave it because i like wanted to or whatever per se like it was just one it's a two to three year program so I finished it. Um, but like I know come like the second year, I was just struggling so much with burnout and I was struggling so much with um, uh, part of it was um, it's not kindness fatigue. It's like sympathy fatigue or something like that. Um, so I had some of those things, but a lot of I mean, a lot of it was I've come to realize not knowing that I had ADHD and therefore not realizing that you know it is abnormal to be so exhausted after a day of work of like trying to keep myself on track and that like I've always known that I would like jump kind of from thing to thing to thing but really coming like through this past job like really realizing how much of an issue that is that I can't stay on one task until I complete it that sometimes I I will just never complete stuff and like I have a huge amount of anxiety when it comes to being thought of as like unreliable. Um, So that's just like a huge, and it gets into, um, I'll talk later about rejection sensitivity dysphoria, but I absolutely have that. And so I have so many worries and anxieties that I will be considered unreliable and people will be upset with me and they'll dislike me. And I get into this little, little like panic spiral (laughs) of whatever. So all that to say, um, I had started like through this past job I had started seeing stuff on like Tumblr and like the internet of being like you know you might have it like this or this is how it um, appears in AFAB folks and I'm like oh maybe so yeah so like god that was so long I apologize hopefully that was interesting to hear my life story but um like through that through learning or through like kind of those challenges I finally got to the point where I'm like okay this isn't working like I for the longest time have thought that I was doing okay it's like I am not I'm not doing okay that's okay to not be okay um I need to like seek help seek Mm -hmm. assistance like I started seeing a therapist a year or so ago and like that was also really nice and so I like if we haven't said it before I definitely encourage folks to seek therapy can be very very productive and helpful I would also like to uh, add in that the first therapist you might see might not be the one for you yes so and that's absolutely totally okay. okay to hop around from a therapist to therapist until you find the one that fits you because it was my third therapist mm-hmm. before like it started to click and then I got lucky with my the one after that that really works so right yeah and like I was lucky in that well so my therapist in college um I enjoyed um we mostly clicked and it was like pretty good and then my first like therapist um outside like in the last couple of years when I decided um I feel like I really connected with um I've had another one like um my first therapist my main one um had to like leave the practice she was in and leave kind of like therapy for a bit and we'll come back later um because like personal things and so like the new one that I finally was able to get with I like had my first meeting with her and I'm like I don't think I like this I don't think I vibe and at first I'm like no no I'll just like stick it out but I'm like no I shouldn't have to so anyway little little mini PSA to everybody but um yeah I was with my first therapist as I mentioned um that 
well like for one thing I started therapy with the intention of uh coping skills for my ADHD essentially like I kind of like I went to this like facility um for anyone who knows like Kansas City I went to Casey Cares which is also a um they have mental health services but also you know like other services other medical services just like in general ones and so I went there to try and get a diagnosis and um again I'll get into that journey of not getting one from them even though I was supposed to um but yeah I got into that like that facility with the intention of getting diagnosed or like talking about it whatever and so it was through that therapist and that like I mean validation that like yeah what you're talking about does sound like ADHD like you are valid um it is a um a difference in your brain like it is not I don't know it's not some of the in a second I'm going to get into some of the stereotypes and myths it's not like you being lazy it's not you not trying hard enough whatever it is a I think it's a difference in your like frontal cortex I think is where the where they find is the because that's what deals with your um fun your uh your executive function yeah executive function so like telling the passive time and uh like memory is part of that and in there um yeah a lot of things like that that like a lot of folks with ADHD have mm-hmm. ADHD have issues with but okay so long story short it's been a long journey I have recently finally come to terms like yes I have ADHD um I will share some of the resources that kind of got me here later on and I'll have them on our blog which is octopod.wordpress.com check it out um but next up we're gonna get into some more like fun things before we get into the DSM-5 which is less fun (laughs) and then I'm gonna try and I think end it with some fun things yeah I'll end it with some fun things so fun boring fun um, so stereotypes or myths of ADHD. Um, it is only diagnosed in children. Like you have it as a kid or you like you're out of luck. Um, and as we kind of touched on before, like, no, it can be, it's has to be present since childhood, but so many folks like go like their entire life and don't realize it. Like a, so many folks are like me that they grew up with coping mechanisms or just not being like stereotype ADHD enough or whatever. And didn't realize until adulthood or weren't diagnosed until adulthood they had it. And a lot of times it's like those kids that had ADHD or not had that have ADHD like as kids Mm -hmm. that was diagnosed with it grew up and learned coping mechanisms so it doesn't look as prominent as an adult. So like, oh, you grew out of it. Like, no, I conform (laughs) to society. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Or I learned how to, yeah, like cope or deal with the, the problems or the negative effects of it um another super fun loose term uh stereotype it is a men or amab only disorder like we have that stereotype and we've gotten into this with um Rhonda's episode of like autism that like it's only in I found a magazine in Barnes and Noble that was an autism magazine and mm-hmm. so I picked it up because I was interested I was just gonna flip through it you know like maybe if it was interesting I was gonna buy it only showed AMAB people with like extreme like prominent autism and I was like right. where's the women where's the um non-binary because there's so many people that with autism that are like mm-hmm. in the middle like not one or the other because uh, like that's one of the things to look for and then like I'm not saying if you're not binary you're autistic I just wanted to make that clear right <laughs> but then like also just like 
there's no like quote unquote high functioning people which is not a thing but like yeah. i don't know a better way to describe it yet mm-hmm. but it's just like it was it made me very angry (laughs) so yeah so similar with like adhd that um you have that stereotype in like cartoons and like children's shows and whatever that the adhd kid is the like the boy who like won't shut up and has full of energy and um sid from toy story (laughs) right and like super impulsive and etc etc this is not the only way to have adhd only not the only way that it's presents in in kids um Another one that I have re- I've come to realize is very prevalent, like stereotype and super, super unfortunate and super problematic. But this idea that um, ADHD folks or that you try to get an ADHD diagnosis in order just get just to get stimulants and that getting that diagnosis and taking stimulants will make you a drug addict, which is actually the opposite of the case they show that folks with undiagnosed adhd are more likely to abuse drugs because they'll use other means other than you know like actual meds that are meant to like help you they'll use other things to um like cope with what they're what they're dealing with or to cope with their adhd symptoms and such and so you see that they oftentimes will like abuse licit and illicit drugs Um, So they're much less likely if they're like actually being treated for their ADHD. They're much less likely to like get that for other means through other means. And like taking like Adderall or Ritalin or whatever is not like, I don't know. I don't know if there's like a thought of this, but it's not a gateway drug to other stuff. Like you're not going to get addicted to that. And because it doesn't work the same way as the kid who is like hawking speed, basically like, you know, like selling Adderall so that you'll get high, like that it doesn't work that way like with folks who have who actually need it so yeah those are a couple of just like the stereotypes that I feel like um I feel like even I like bought into those like I definitely didn't feel like I was ADHD enough like I said as a kid like because I had that stereotype of like the little boy like being super hyperactive and stuff and it's like oh well I'm not like that I'm not like like thrumming with energy I'm not like running around and at the time I didn't think I was like tapping like my you know things and like my feet or whatever as much as I actually do anyway I was like oh I don't need a stem toy I don't like stem I don't do whatever like so I'm not like that right um ha wrong right (laughs) incorrect um so next as I said I want to do a little brief history um I just think these are interesting little like facts of kind of like the progression of ADHD um, so it wasn't until like the early 1900s that, um, ADHD was first like identified. So 1902 was identified by British pediatrician, Sir George Still. Um, he described the condition as an abnormal defect of moral control in children. Oh boy. Uh, he found that some affected children could not control their behavior in the same ways as a typical child would. And um, he did note, however, that these kids were still intelligent. So many parts. At least of, there's that. I know. So many parts of mental health. Like you get to the early days, you're like, oh man, this is painfully, like painfully bad. Um, so come the 1930s, this is when we first started to discover the benefits of certain medications. So this is when um, a doctor stumbled upon the unexpected side effects of benzedrine. Um, finding that the behavior and performance in school, I'm sorry, the behavior and performance in school of young patients improved while they were taking it. 
Um, this was largely ignored by his, um, not co-workers, but by his um, colleagues. But uh, later researchers recognized that it was like a benefit for, like there was a benefit for these discoveries. Um, the APA first issued their Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. So when we say the DSM-5, that's what that stands for. I'm not sure if we've ever said that before but it was first um issued in 1952 and um this is a manual that lists all of the recognized mental disorders it also includes um known causes risk factors treatments for such conditions um doctors still use an updated version today uh did not initially recognize adhd as a disorder just wasn't in there it wasn't until the second edition in 1968 that we had hyperkinetic impulse disorder uh, that was included. So it was the first kind of iteration of ADHD was like hyperkinetic impulse disorder, which sounds like an X-Men power, I feel like. <laughs> hyperkinetic. Like he has hyperkinesis. Um, What's that mean? Oh, he can't focus. Oh. Right. <laughs> it means he has ADHD. He's <laughs> like, uh, oh. Or like he has too much energy or too much, there's too much energy going on inside them. Oh, how's it work? He taps his foot. Right. Uh. He has to release it in some way. And usually it requires fast movement of limbs. Um, I just love the idea of like selling it and like hyping it up. And you right? see the kid and he's just like tapping his foot, like <laughs> looking around. Just like, oh, what? What? Like, oh, butterfly. Like, Squirrel. Is dude okay? Right. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. That's just, that's just oh, how so he is. Oh, so it's not helpful. Oh, no, not at all. No, absolutely not. In fact, it like detracts from your well-being. First iteration, hyperkinetic impulsive disorder. Um, at this time, scientists believe that hyperactivity was not a common symptom of the disorder, which I don't know. That seems to be the opposite of what I would think when I saw that word or that like name. Um, and also determined that there were uh, two subtypes of ADD. So at the time, it was more ADD, but. Um, so you had ADAD with hyperactivity and ADAD, ADD without hyperactivity. Um, APA released a revised version of the DSM, so the DSM-3, in 1987. Uh, the hyperactivity distinction was removed and the name changed to Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, so what we know is it know, know of it as today. Uh, APA combined the three symptoms, so inattentiveness, impulsivity, and hyperactivity into a single type and did not identify any subtypes of the disorder at this time. Um, but we come to uh, the 2000s, so where we see it today or how it's like viewed as today, um, it uh, came about in the fourth edition of the DSM where it was established that there were three subtypes used by healthcare prof uh, professionals today. So you have predominantly inattentive type, predominantly hyper uh, impulsive type, and then combined type. I'm gonna get into the DSM-5 definition. Uh, ADHD is characterized by a persistent pattern of inattention and or hyperactivity slash impulsivity that interferes with functioning or development. Um, all of the following criteria must be met for a diagnosis of ADHD in adults. Um, oh, and I'm specifically looking at ADHD in adults when I'm talking about this. I didn't look at the children. It is probably similar, but has some differences. Um, so you have to have five or more symptoms of inattention and or um, five or more symptoms of hyperactivity slash impulsivity. Um, must, be pers must have persisted uh, like more than six months, six months or more 
to a degree that is inconsistent with the development level uh, uh, and negatively impacts social and academic slash occupational activities. So it has to be like a detriment to you, essentially. It has to have some kind of like negative like impact in your life um, versus just like spacing out sometimes or whatever. Like it has to actually like impact stuff. Uh, several symptoms of inattentive or hyperactive slash impulsive have to have been present before the age of 12. Um, several symptoms of, again, inattentive, hyperactive, impulsive must be present in uh, more than two settings. So like at work, home, um, school, with friends, relatives, uh, in other activities. So like has to be at least two of those places that we see it happening or see that. Um, there has to be clear evidence that symptoms interfere with or reduce the quality of social, academic, or occupational functioning. Um, and this is probably in a lot of um, other symptoms, I feel, but like symptoms uh, can't occur exclusively during the course of like schizophrenia or another psychi psychotic disorder. And um, they, um, you wouldn't be diagnosed with ADHD if some other mental disorder um, explains your symptoms better. So I found, um, as I said, I'm gonna end this little like segment, this part with some like fun things. Um, so I found uh, there's a uh, magazine called ADDtitude, so Attitude, but capital ADD magazine. Um, they did an article where they asked a bunch of folks like to finish the sentence, you know you have ADHD when? And so I'm just going to share some like fun ones that I saw. I'm not going to share all of them because there's like 25 <laughs> will not make y'all go through that. But I shared some of the fun that the fun ones that like stuck out to me or I'm like, yes, can relate. Um, you can't see your alarm clock on the na uh, nightstand because of the stack of books you're reading all at the same time. <laughs> I just have them on my bookcase. And I just don't read them or I've like started all of them and never finished them. If that but. doesn't resonate with you, how many tabs of fan fiction do you have open? <laughs> oh my God, you're coming for my entire <laughs> being. Okay, I don't necessarily have a lot of fan fiction tabs. I just have a lot of tabs in general. Because if I don't have a tab open, it ceases to exist. I stop thinking about it until months later. And I'm like, oh, no. If I have a tab open, every once in a while, I'll go through my tabs and be like, what's on here? I'm like, oh, that's right. I need to do this thing. Anyway, is it healthy? Is it a good way to do these? May no, probably not. But um, next thing, <laughs> you buy another organizing system to organize your last five organizing systems. <laughs> oh, no. Yep. <laughs> yep. Us, we're going to buy organizing containers. <laughs> Literally. Just like, hey, do I need another? Can we think of a reason for me to have another, like, You uh, were going to buy plastic. it just because it was pretty. <laughs> was pretty and it was broken i would have bought it busted. if it wasn't broken it's purple it's pretty purple color um okay oh uh this is my favorite like i know this would happen to me more often if i actually wore glasses but you look for your eyeglasses and they are sitting on top of your head or you find the remote control for the dvd player in the refrigerator i've only ever I've only ever done that once. I lose my glasses when they're still on my face. Oh, yeah. And I'll get to another part that's similar to that in just a second. Don't you worry. Oof. I will come for you once again. Um, but I think I've had, I've only ever had it, I think, like once where I randomly put something weird in the fridge. Like that does not happen to me often. But 
Oh, has that happened to you? No, you've done it. Well, I, I have found things in the fridge that I think you've put in there. I can't think of a specific time, but I it was found... in the last apartment. You put it, uh, like, like twice, I think you put something in the fridge. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Okay, I don't know that. But I did find a marker, a Sharpie in the fridge. And I don't think that was me. I'm not sure how it got in there. And it kind of made sense, maybe. But you, you were writing labels on things. Oh, that might have been me. <laughs> I wonder. It kind of was... made sense if you did yeah, something like that. I was writing dates on things but i had a moment where i'm like what the fuck like, there's a sharpie in the fridge anyway this next one just like i know i've done this i can't remember like a specific situation but i'm i'm so sure i've actually done this and it's so embarrassing you stop at a stop sign sit there and stare at the sign waiting for it to turn green i know i've done that or i just stopped at the stop sign because i just got so focused on the the act of stopping I have to come to a complete stop and I just sit there and I'm like, why am I stopped? Why am I still stopped? Or somebody will honk behind me and I'm like, fuck. The person sitting next to you grabs your attention, but so does the heating unit shutting on and off and the fluorescent light flickering above you and the bird flying by the window. (laughs) Mood. Going shopping takes three attempts, at least. We went to Walmart and I came back. I was like, damn it. I forgot one of the main things I needed. This is my favorite. And this is where I, I come for Toby once again, but mostly myself because I literally did this once. You're talking on the phone and have a moment of panic where you ask, where's my phone? And tell the person on the other lo- end of the line that you've lost your phone. Me, every single time I hand Rhonda to read something on my phone and uh-huh. I go to pull out my phone while I'm waiting for her to hand me my phone back. And it's like, oh, where'd my phone go? Oh, fuck. There's something similar, kind of similar I do where I'll be talking to my mom on the phone, but I can't just sit there and just talk on the phone. So I'll have her on speaker and I'll be scrolling through Facebook or something. Well, occasionally I'll forget that she's on the line and so I'll start like reading <laughs> and then she'll start talking. I'm like, oh my God, you're still there. Right. I only have a couple more of these. This one also speaks to me, not this specifically, but similar. You realize you have five years worth of Christmas cards, nicely printed, stuffed, addressed and never mailed i have several boxes full of gifts i have bought for specific people sometimes i just get general stuff and i'm like oh i'll send them like to my friends for this holiday but i have things i was just going through my box and i'm like oh yeah i got this for so and so we still need to mail the thing to from the from fucking god january yeah no literally i have stuff from years ago where i'm like i don't know my first year out of college, I, for an entire, like, year, entire cycle, I remembered all my friends' birthdays. I sent them all their birthday presents, generally close to their birthdays, not a time since. I don't think, since then, I don't think I've sent a birthday present or whatever on time to a person. Your spouse asks for a cup of water, and you go to make a peanut butter sandwich for yourself. <laughs> you start cleaning the kitchen and find something that belongs in the office. You go to the office to put it away. Sit down to check your email. Go on Facebook instead. Decide to write a poem, and several hours later realize that the water is in the sink, or the water in the sink is cold from, like, your tea or something. (laughs) And then, finally, you leave with enough time to be early for your ADHD doctor's appointment, but are thinking of other things and drive to work instead and end up late. So, yeah, those are a couple of, like, you may have ADHD if. Um, 
So if any of those also like stuck out to you, maybe do some more research. Maybe maybe uh, come back for part two where we talk about how to uh, what to do with that information. Hopefully you enjoyed first half. Uh, part two will be next week, so next Tuesday. Um, as I've kind of mentioned, we'll be talking about diagnosis, also misdiagnosis. Uh, we'll be I'll be giving more resources and like tests you can take or like ways to to further look into like maybe I have this like do I do I not should I do anything about this knowledge and before we get into Rhonda's joke because she is raring and ready to go um please don't forget that there are ways that you can support us um please share us with friends that you think would be interested in some of the topics that we go over please follow us on our blog octopod.wordpress.com um please like comment on our stuff tell us things that you've liked or um let us know of your favorite medieval torture devices um let us know if you have an interest in the dcp yeah if you have an interest in the dcp or if you want to geek out with Rhonda because you went through the dcp disney college program um y'all can like compare notes absolutely right disney is my personality <laughs> she's all about it um yeah so like fun things like that so if there's some of those uh topics you've enjoyed please come talk to us about it um you can also follow us on instagram and twitter um instagram we post our um like pictures so anything we reference funny memes that like go with it um uh things that Rhonda photoshops shout out to Ryan Reynolds working at Kane's <laughs> literal art. If you don't know what we're talking about, go back to episode nine. I'm pretty sure the people the at work very much enjoyed that photo. That photo. Good. Good. As they should. Um, so yeah, so those are some of the ways you can support us. Also, um, like, rate, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. I think you can also follow us on um, Spotify, but I don't think you can rate or subscribe or whatever. No, sorry, you can follow, but you can't rate or um give us a review so please give us a review hopefully a nice one (laughs) and Rhonda, give us a joke where do you take someone who has been injured in a peekaboo accident where to the icu (laughs) that's so cute you're so proud of yourself you You didn't make that joke but you're so proud of yourself extremely proud of myself And with that, we will see you next Tuesday. Have a good one, guys. Occupied Thoughts is brought to you by Jesse Schaff, Rhonda W., and Tobias Collins, and is produced by Jesse Schaff. Our intro was the lovely Elizabeth Cobb. Featured music is Bitchin' by Kaiju Chaos. Find more on SoundCloud or TikTok. That's K-A-I-J-U Chaos. Want more info on the show? Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Octopod, or reach out to us via email, octopod at gmail.com. O-C-T-H-O-P-O-D. See you next time.